You're listening to The Breakthrough Pod, the show dedicated to help you learn, grow, and become the best version of yourself. We share inspirational stories, strategies to overcome failure, and life lessons from truly amazing people. Let's get started with your host and founder of Student Breakthrough, Sam Moynet. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of The Breakthrough Pod with me, your host, Sam Moynet. And in this episode, we're joined by our very first French guest. His name is Olivier Malafonte, and he's from the south of France. I met this guy over about four or five months ago, and we just connected on our values of education, coaching, and helping young people to be their very best. This episode is titled Express Your True Self, and it's all about finding your own authenticity, taking risks achieving goals and learning along the way. Olivier, I'm so grateful to you, mate. This episode was fantastic. If you're setting up in business, if you want to do your own thing, this episode is for you. Sit back and listen to episode 21 of The Breakthrough Pod. Olivier, welcome to The Breakthrough Pod, my friend. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. This is big news, guys. It's the first French man, French person we've had on the podcast. You should feel very honored. <laughs> I try to, uh, to hide my accent as best, as best as I can with my French accent. There you go. Well, you've got a beautiful English <laughs> accent as well. So, um, Olivier, for the listeners, like, what are you doing right now? What are you up to? What is your job? All this kind of stuff. Um, so I'm a certified coach. And um, about three years ago, I started a company called Proquet Confidant. Um, with a vision and mission to democratize coaching for the many. Um, and right now, I'm focusing with that startup uh, on the education space um, to provide, to give a chance to all students um, to access um, the support they need um, to overcome academic challenges, professional challenges, and personal challenges, um, and build 21st century skills. So uh, that's, that's what I'm focused on. So that's actually how I met Olivier through the power of LinkedIn and social media, because this company, Pocket Confidant, are bringing or using artificial intelligence to coach students. So this means you don't need to have a coach with you in the room. You can actually get coached all the time on your phone. So if you're going through a mental health challenge or just even a smaller challenge, you've got someone there for you. So I'm super aligned, as you can imagine, with uh, what Olivier is doing. Yeah, I'd like to give a, you know, a quick, quick um, comment on that. So we we're not replacing coaches, right? So the, the, um, the philosophy and the work behind is uh, to augment coaching and to support the coaching industry because, you know, it's, um, even, though, even though you have a coach or you have mentors around you, um, you're not going to see them and talk to them every day. Uh, they may be busy, right? So the, here, the, the goal with technology is to, is to leverage technology so that um, uh, students, you know, people can keep themselves engaged into a coaching process so that they can develop their inner, inner coaching capacity. Um, and so, yeah, you know, academic, professional challenges and personal challenges can be, uh, you know, um, removing the fears or, you know, building confidence before you, you, you go to an interview, an admission interview, a job interview, or uh, you're not too sure about which decision to take, whether it's for professional projects, for your studies. So you need to get into a reflection um, right, so we're here to basically build uh, that kind of competence. Uh, it's all about the process of reflection. Yeah, that's the that's the best thing about this whole pro- uh, whole project you're running is because if you if you have been coached, if you're listening to this, or you've been to let's say a seminar or a workshop, and you've had loads of great insights, but then as time goes on, you lose those insights and you lose like 
the knowledge you gained or, or the wisdom you learned. And that's why this, this app that Olivia is developing is so great because you've got someone there, you know, all the time, like, a, like it says, a, almost like a coach in your pocket. So cool, man. So cool. Yeah, that's why we call that the self-coaching concept so that we don't remove, like, you know, the, the coach job for coaches. So self-coaching is about, you know, um, doing that on your own because we, we do have um, capacities to, to talk to ourselves and to do a part of the job. So uh, the technology we develop is about that. Amazing, man. So let's actually hear more about you as a person. Let's shoot back to Olivier in school in France. Um, what was a challenge you faced maybe when you were growing up uh, back in the day? Yeah, so, um, well, I was, um, you know, since, so a, a challenge, right? Um, I, I, I grew up only child, always wanted to have a, a brother or sister, but never had. And so basically I've been always, uh, you know, going to people, right? That was like, I, I, I developed a weapon. Um, I had to kind of like cope and survive. So basically I had to go uh, to meet other people. So um, I had to develop, you know, um, communication skills. I had to develop that adaptability. Uh, and I think that, you know, when I was like very young, I think the challenge was that to was making sure um, that I was a, a fit with others, that I was, you know, being accepted and loved or appreciated by everyone. So I think when I was like very young, sometimes I had, you know, I, I had some kind of, I was spending a lot of time like chatting with friends at school. Um, you know, I, I was like following courses, you know, and listen, so I, I never had like issues for learning. But, you know, I was like in the very average grades because I was, I was like studying and learning, but I was like spending a lot of time, you know, paying attention to others because others were, you know, more, was a more important asset for me, you know, because I was only child. For me, the most important thing was to make sure, you know, I was, I was creating friendships. So I was like putting a lot of energy, a lot of thinking into, you know, um, what others think about me or how I should behave, you know, uh, to be with that person or, oh, this person is actually criticizing me or saying something that I, I disagree with, you know, so what's happening? How can I, how can I revert that or, or solve that? So that, that was like kind of a challenge at the beginning, but I, I never suffered to not having friends. So I'm, I'm quite lucky. Um, but I had this kind of challenge to, to manage my, my very early relationships and, uh, and my own opinions of things. Yeah, really nicely put. And I think you mentioned that like fitting in. And for me, like fitting in at school was really tough in, in some ways. And I always try to compare myself to other people. Yeah. And I never really at school, I'd say like loved who I was and really took ownership of that. And I, don't, I think lots of people at school really struggle with that to fit in and find their, find their way. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we, well, I, you know, I think, I think yeah, it depends. It depends like the, the story you have, but um I think it could have been very useful, you know, to, uh, to explain me that, you know, uh, just like, you know, not, not caring about what other thing, uh, what others, you know, think about me and, uh, kind of, you know, developing my own, you know, just focus on, on what I love and my own authenticity, you know, could have helped me to, uh, make things, you know, uh, um, a little easier because basically by being focused so much on others, uh, you know, so I've, I never, I, I was, I've, I never was, you know, um, I've never been bad at school. Uh, so that's, you know, that luckily that's fine. But, you know, I was like uh, putting a lot of, you know, my attention was going, you know, to others. So basically sometimes um, I was not able, you know, maybe to have the best weight. Um, and I, you know, what's very interesting is that I think I've seen this pattern like repeating, like after high school, um, what we call, you know, college, you know, in France, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, well, actually during high school, not after, during high school, because, uh, yeah, I think it's during high school. Yeah, because just before that, for, for several years, I was like, you know, um, 
staying with the same friends. Uh, I've been like doing four years, you know, with a, you know, sitting aside with the same friend and then, you know, going to high school. Basically, I, I, I found myself in a new classroom with new people uh, that I wasn't able to relate to. And so basically I was like, I was, I was completely lost. So for instance, you know, from being good at math, I became like super bad at math. And every Wednesday I was like taking you know, additional courses um, just to, to try to catch up, you know, with the, with the math logics. And just, you know, when I, when I step back on that, basically it's just, you know, today I understand is because I was like, I was like so much focused on making friends, you know, with others and, and feeling good about, you know, my environment, my context, that this was, you know, completely shifting my attention and not being able to have the, you know, the, the grade that I wish I have to go do like engineering school, stuff like that, right? So uh, what I think about that is if, if I had known or if someone, you know, had kind of like coached me or, you know, had me, um, have me understand um, that I can just my own path and, and that basically this is going to be solved on its own because I, I develop my own authenticity uh, without being too stressed by others. Um, potentially would have paced me and, and at, at some moments school would have been easier. Yeah, it's a tough one like to, to, to fit in and also be your own person. Like if I had one bit of advice to go back like into when I was at school, would it be to, to really love who I am and focus on myself and know that everyone's got their own strengths and their own weaknesses True, and to exactly. accept those, you know, like, yeah. and not, not push them away. Yeah. Um, which is really, really obviously important for students to understand. And that's why the work that we both do with students um, is so important. So what, what would be your biggest, if you had to go back in time, what would be the biggest thing you'd love your younger self to have understood? Yeah. To, uh, you know, to, to not basically, it, it's okay if we don't fit with everyone or if we don't have, you know, we cannot necessarily copy the best skills of everyone in order to look like them. Uh, and, you know, I, I would, I would, you know, I would pace myself and I would, you know, I would tell myself that like the, the, the past self um, that, you know, it's good to, you know, question yourself and do this kind of like, you know, self-coach, self-coaching exercise where identify you know, your personality, your skill, your strength, what, you know, what makes you unique and valuable and, and, and just like breathe that, uh, respect that, uh, you know, welcome that, you know, on a daily basis and, and like, you know, take that to, you know, to the maximum level, right? So even sometimes potentially by shifting my attention to others, maybe I was preventing myself to even like express my, my true self even more, right? So, so this, you know, I would go back in, in, in the past and I would have this kind of conversation with myself because I've, I've always had like a lot of confidence. So I, you know, I never suffered from that, but I, I know that I was like kind of, you know, going sideways, you know, all the time and asking myself a lot of questions about others. So I could have been, you know, maybe more, uh, more authentic, more powerful, more, you know, uh, maybe happier kind of more at ease, you know. When did that change for you? Like for me, probably in my mid twenties, I'm nearly 30 now. So I'm getting on a bit joking. Um, but in my early twenties, I was still doing that really, really comparison. I think when people leave university at, at 21, 22, you know, it's all about who's getting the best job or, or who's doing this. Or for my case, who's moving to London, who's, who's doing something new. And it took me a while into probably my mid twenties to finally really accept yeah. myself and who I was. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you take from that? Yeah, I think I got I got that 
uh, happily I got that early enough in a way that so the I think the first milestone uh, was when I entered uh, like my my third year of university. Uh, so I think I was what maybe twenty one or twenty. Uh, so yeah, when I, when I entered my my first year of university, my my third year of university, basically I, I got in. A, you know, I think like students about me were starting to be a bit more mature. Uh, I think that's also like a big thing. You know, when I was like you know before that before university, I was like I was I was doing studies. You know, in big campuses where uh, with high school, I think I I, I wasn't. You know, I, I was dating with a much you know much older girlfriend, and so I think I was like above. You no, know, really, you know, seriously, I think it was like it was great because I was learning great stuff. And she was you know she was um, Italian, so I was I was traveling back and forth. I was spending a lot of time outside of France, so it brought me a lot of maturity, but maybe too much because I suffered from being surrounded by many people of my age and I, I wasn't able to like, you know, make fun with them. I wasn't able to understand the jokes, right? So I think the first milestone was when I, I got into the third year of university, just before master's, right? So like kind of last year of bachelor, we call that licence in France, um, because I found myself with a few great people in my classroom. Uh, and so I realized that, you know, I, I really found intelligence, like intelligent people, um, authentic people driven by their own vision. And, you know, it's like Nicholas and Elise, right? Like two, two great friends, uh, still have them today. We're very, very close. And I remember entering university and I found that those guys, and I remember like, I, you know, I told myself, um, I need to be friend with them. It's like, you know, they, they're gonna, these are great examples. Uh, I gotta be friend with them. And so then, you know, with university, then, you know, you start, you start like, you know, uh, projecting yourself a little more. So I, I, I started to kind of accept myself a little more. And I think I had like a new, yeah, I think I had, you know, then like with the master's degree, I started to do my, my internships abroad, you know, uh, be, you know, be hired by international companies. So that was like exposing me, you know, to a lot of great stuff. So I think like, you know, in, in, in the middle of the university, I, I got a first big milestone and then getting in the master, I was starting to read about entrepreneurship and, and I was like, that was resonating a lot with me. So during my master's, I wasn't starting any business yet, but I was really, I knew I would be doing that after. And, and then, you know, once I, I, I got my master's and I was done with school, that was like the, I think the kickoff of myself. Like I really jumped into the world with my own vision, my own ideas. And I started to kind of make the decisions for myself, you know, uh, find the opportunities that I wanted for myself. And everything started to change. What's the lesson behind, like you said, going out into these international companies and aligning yourself with like, people you said were intelligent, authentic. Um, I totally agree. It's important to, to be surrounded by those people that inspire you and, and, and push you up, not pull you down. So what's the lesson with, you know, your friendships and you going out and, and doing all this, um, you know, after the masters, what's the lesson behind it for us? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think, I think these, you know, I think these people, I think I've, I've always been looking for a, a great level of conversations, right? So with these people, I was able to, to have a certain level of conversation that was, you know, empowering myself, right? Enabling me to, you know, to get to new dimensions, to kind of like uh, challenge my own thinking, but with, with a lot of benevolence, right? So I think with all these people, I was, I was finding a way to like, you know, give constructive critiques, uh, you know, jokes and challenge myself, but it was always with, with great benevolence, you know, goodwill. So it was like super, it was a learning curve, right? So I think that's, that's the, 
the 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 real thing that, that I found was great. Um and and like the learning, I think it's I think they were, you know, they were resonating with who I was and who I wanted to be. So I guess I, I wasn't aware of that. But if I look back in the past now, uh, I do understand that I was I was pushed to go to these kind of people because they were um, unconsciously, you know, uh, telling me that they they have the same values, they have you know great visions, they 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 have this kind of authenticity, and this is was I think th- this is what I was recognizing for myself. So being in touch with them was like enabling me to speak my truth, speak about my ideas, my vision. Uh, and, and take me to the next stages. So I think that was kind of the beginning of some kind of coaching stuff that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, the values thing is so interesting because we haven't known each other that long. And if you're listening to this, you would have met someone uh, maybe recently. You don't know them maybe on a deep level, but you connect with their values right, yeah, around true. why they're so fired up. And for me and Olivier, like, I got this gut feeling when I first met him um, online, obviously. He still doesn't invite me to France yet, but we'll get that in. Um, <laughs> But I had this gut feeling that I trust this. It's just instant sometimes you get with people. It's like, I trust this guy. um, He's authentic. We're aligned with education. We're aligned with coaching. And, you know, it hasn't been any hassle to like maintain this sort of, I guess, relationship or friendship, whatever you want to call it. Um, And it's weird because some people you've known for like 10, 15 years, you might not feel as aligned with now because your values have kind of gone off on like different tangents, which is really mad to think about, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I had, I have a lot of experiences like that. Um, meaning, you know, then I, I think, you know, like I was saying, right, that was when I met the, these guys, that was like in mid, mid university. And I think I was, I was starting to really find myself and kind of repeat the same experiences. And I, and I think this is, you know, this was the start of like kind of discovering or building my own authenticity. And, and, and then, you know, when I like got out of school and started to do my own stuff, I think I accelerated the building of my authenticity. And since then, I, I have this always repeating pattern where, you know, whether it's, you know, for my girlfriends or for friends or for professional contacts, I, I meet people and I, I couldn't write, I know right away, you know, if it's going to fit or not. Uh, and, and what's very fun, actually, some challenges I had when I was doing my internships abroad or starting my, my first professional experiences. When I was getting into some jobs, I was like, I felt, you know, I was excited by the opportunity by, for instance, you know, first, you know, uh, one of the, my first internships, I, you know, I, I got hired by Fortune 500, went to work in Amsterdam, and then that went so well that they kind of pushed me and recommended me to go in Silicon Valley for like in the, in the HQ company, right? Um, and while the first internship, I was like surrounded with great people. I think I had the same values with, you know, um, like the internship, the job, the learning was like very good. And then when I, when I was hired for the second stage and the third stage you know, of, of the, these internships or work experiences, I was, I was very happy about achieving that because I was like traveling very far. I had like, you know, I was like moving up into my, I think my, my let's say professional profile, but I was like feeling something wrong. Like the, the people I was going to work with, um, something was wrong. I wasn't like, you know, feeling at ease. And actually these, these experiences, they always, they always went bad. Uh, I was not, I never was aligned with the person. It was like, it went, it went so bad. Like, you know, uh, one time one was like, you know, so much micro managing me that I wasn't able to do anything. Right. So I was hired for 
some kind of recognized talent, but then basically they just like shut me down. And then the second experience was the same. They hired me for something and then I was never able to achieve that because, you know, the people above me was just like uh, not having these, you know, opening uh, benevolence or trust. And that was like, that was like a shitty experience. Yeah, trust is a really, really big one. Why people leave jobs and why people struggle in relationships. Like if there's no trust, I know it's, a, it's kind of a, mm. a known thing, but if there's no trust, if you don't feel like you're trusting your job, then you're not going to do the job to your best of your ability because you feel like people are watching on you, that you're not recognized for what you're doing, which in a grad scheme role or like, a, like you were doing, an internship role is actually mental because you've got to give some people a little bit of control and trust them a little bit to go and do the job. You know, you know, it's like that, that's then, you know, it, it goes to what we're doing for education and with students, right? It's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be wanting to grow a, a, as a leader, right? Or even just as a, like an, a job tutor or an internship tutor, you have to have this intention at the beginning to be want to empower your student or your young hire. Right? You, you, you gotta be willing to see the person maturing, evolving, doing his mistakes and like, and being, you know, you, you have to be wanting to be part of that as a, as a game, as an enrichment for your, as a reward for yourself. So if you hire young guys uh, and then you like put them down because, you know, it's like, you know, they, you're like too afraid of something or you want to keep your power, right? Um, just, you know, don't, then just don't hire anyone. Uh, it's, it's mad that people do hire people and then don't actually give them trust or any like responsibility. Yeah. Does that make sense? They, they, um, they sell you something and they don't give it to you. It's like they, they hold it for themselves. Yeah, they want to keep on to it. I've got a big question for you, which is, you said this great phrase, Olivier, which is, I accelerated my authenticity. Uh-huh. Like, That's pretty cool. So I want to go back into that. So here's the question for you. How do people accelerate their authenticity? Um, by, I, I want to say it this way because I think this is what I've been doing, but, you know, by challenging yourself, right. By deeply reflecting on what, you know, what truly resonates with you, what, what you want to achieve. And then just like, you know, daring, taking risks and, and daring to, um, achieve those goals. So that's the thing, right. When I was, when I was done with my master's, uh, it had been already like reading books and kind of going to entrepreneurship events. And it was just kind of like, I was like, okay, now I'm done with studies. I have masters in my pocket. Uh, and I've read the book and then I basically, I'm done with my internship. So now let's go create. So I think this is, this is how I accelerated myself because I told myself now the life and, and the world is open to me. I can go and create. I, I create my destiny. I create my path. I, I design my own life and my choices. And I, I go with whatever skills and competences I have now. I just go with what I have now. Um, and I will reuse that in a creative way that it's going to get me wherever I want. And, and I really, I really accelerated. Like for in a, in a two years time, I've like, I've done so many things. Like I've, I've traveled like to eight or nine countries. Uh, you know, I lived like, you know, a um, hundred days in South America and then a year and a half in Hong Kong and in the Philippines. I create, I, I won, I won two startup weekends over three and a year and a half. I got on TV in Hong Kong. 
I created, I, I, you know, I, I was hired by a startup and then I, I, I started two other startups before Pocket Confidant, right? So I was like, in two years time, I've been like, you know, learning so much, like putting myself into some kind of risky situations, challenging myself. And that was, that was amazing. I've reflected loads on that. So the Accelerate Authority, Accelerate My, sorry, accelerate my Authenticity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote a little maths equation here. If you know me, I'm really rubbish at maths, but here it goes. <laughs> That's uh, right. It's risk plus goals plus learning equals accelerate your authenticity. And I was reflecting back on this just then um, because for me to accelerate my authenticity, and I think by authenticity, we're really meaning our true self, our purpose, our, our reason why we're here. Um, it does have to start with a risk. For me, I had to start with leaving teaching and the education system to an extent and stepping out and doing something on my own because you know you either sink or you swim. Plus a goal of setting up this, this startup business and driving forward, plus the learning that you get along the way, like through failure or through actual like, you know, from meeting people or through books or whatever, means that you actually shape and craft this authentic self faster yeah. than if you were stuck in a job. Yeah, and, and something, I mean, that, that's, I think that's really part of who I am and my, my own like personality. I'm someone of conversation. It's like I, I've always, like I was saying, right, I, I grew up only child and I've always had to go meet other people to evolve, to learn, to grow. And I, I remember like, you know, at elementary school, high school, I mean, it's like when I started to learn English, I was like, you know, I was, you know, I, I live in the south of France, like a very, you know, touristic region, uh, luckily. And I was like, you know, I remember myself, I was sitting in, in bus stops, you know, at bus stops sometimes. And like, there was that, that, that American person just sitting near, you know, next to me. And I was like, I was reflecting for like five, 10 minutes. And then at some point I was, I don't know how, I was finding the way to kind of like catch the attention of the person and engaging the conversation, right? And I was just like using a, a few words that I, that I knew, but that conversation was like just taking me one little step further because I was like, you know, enjoying the accents. I was like, I was seeing, I was picturing like seeing myself from the outside able to have a conversation with, with a foreign person. So that was like building up my trust and kind of like opening my, my curiosity even more. So that's part of me since the beginning. And to go back to your equation about accelerating learning, I have a strong belief through my experience that um, when you open yourself and when you share your ideas, uh, you get rid of the fears, right? And you just go with your authenticity and, and you go and enter in conversation with others. Amazing things happen. You know, if it's not like just finding gold or being hired, you learn something, you develop a skill or you, you, you have, you know, you can, you just enjoy your great moments and you get out of that with something you didn't have before, right? Even if it's a feeling, of achievements, of uh, being pleased, appreciated, or whatever, it adds, you know, one more feeling to that kind of like brain secrets. Uh, and so you reinforce the patterns, right? So it pushes you forward all the time. I think that's really profound. I haven't actually ever reflected on the power of conversation. Um, I love the example you used about being in the bus stop from a young age and actually wanting to, to have these conversations um, and making like connections and the learning we get from it. I think I take conversations for granted oh, all the time, you no, know, yeah. like I, I take it, it just, it's a normal part of life, but conversations like this and why this podcast has been so great for me on a selfish and personal level is because I've had great conversations with people, but I never really acknowledge that. 
So maybe it's something I need to start to do. I think it's a, it's a real art. I mean, so, you know, sometimes I can do, I, I'm, I'm human. Uh, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I can do mistakes, right? Especially when, you know, stress or fear, when you're challenging yourself, you know, sometimes you don't expect it, then you can do mistakes. But let's put that aside as, as a recurring pattern and observation that I'm making. Uh, conversa- you know, conversation is not granted. It's not something that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I learn how to speak. I can have conversations. No, I think, I think there's an art there's a whole science behind conversations. And if you build, develop, structure, and use a conversation in a very in, in, in different in specific ways, you can really create different types of outcomes. You can even you can even like I I wrote a blog post about that on our blog site. Use the conversation with someone else to coach yourself. That's also something I discovered a couple of years ago, uh, you know, since I, I got into coaching. And you can basically use conversation with others to coach yourself without, you know, without like, you know, uh, coaching the other, just by, you know, the way you interact with others, you can help yourself get to the next stage. So conversation as a real, there is, you know, there is, there is like, you know, scientific research on conversational learning, for instance. And the whole conversation, you know, what we do in coaching, what, the way I practice or what I believe happens is that you know a good conversation uh, triggers learning mechanisms within people uh, and takes them to the next stage of their learning, which is you know if we use uh, research and science called uh, the zone of proximal development from Vygotsky, that is a figure in research for adults and uh, and kids learning. And if you use conversation in the right way, you can trigger so many different you know biological mechanisms, psychological mechanisms. Uh, many things so conversation is really something humans have to tap into for the next century there's a first i've never heard uh such detail on conversations and like i said i've never even considering i have conversations all the time and i coach people lots which is technically a conversation i never really sat and reflected on the power of it so for me personally like an insight i've got of this is to actually go back and i think you know it's, it's like because oh sorry i got cut go ahead yeah i got cut as well a bit um one second. Yeah, the power of I mean, conversation. Conversation um, is something I'm not going to take for granted. I'm actually going to go away from this podcast and and do a bit of reading and research into it as my insight um, to find out more. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. Um, so you left the the internships. You said you set up two startups. So we want to know a little bit about those, right? What were they? What kind of industries? And then how did that lead you to Pocket Confident and where you are today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, yeah, like I think two two things. So to get where I am today with Pocket Confidence, two different two different learnings, two different learning curves happen in you know more or less in the same time uh, through a two three years uh, time period. Um, so in between my last year of masters and when I went to work and live in, in Asia, um, you know th- there was this uh, one learning curve is I call that like the personal relationship. The learning that I was getting from pers- from failed uh, personal relationships. So one was during my last year of masters, I had like a very bad uh, that internship in the company. I-, I loved the company, I loved the values, etc. But I was in a team with a boss that was like really, um, you know, um, ill-treating people. You know, um, a person of power, um, everything but benevolence. And basically, at some point, for the first time she kind of like broke me. I was like, you know, she got me lost. And, you know, she was even like, you know, having the fun to, uh, 
uh, have tried to have me believe that I had a um, a problem in my mind. I mean, you know, she was she was she was very wrong, uh, and like and she was she was like uh, hated by many other people. But basically, she was my boss, and she had a strong impact. So the first experience here in relationships, like oh, um, for the first, I'm like I'm not I'm not appreciated. I'm not understood. Uh, I'm not able to find a way out and like I'm losing confidence and like you know sometimes in meetings I was like you know I was not able to speak because I was going to cry right so that was like a very very weird and new moment for me right so I wasn't able to act in that moment so that's first relationship that was like work and then like a year or two two years after um, that was more in personal relationship you know uh, with a girlfriend and so, you know, kind of not the same thing, but I was, I wasn't able, that was a very tough relationship and I wasn't able to use, to reflect in a way, to step back, to ask myself the right question in order to transform uh, that relationship into something that was more peaceful, more uh, benevolent, more helpful, more constructive, etc. So it was, you know, so in two years time, I had like these two big relation, relationship failures. So that was like a big learning. And in the same time, I was, I was getting to the startup thing. That was like, a, that, is, that is a strong passion for me because it's sort of about creativity, taking risk, you know, and hustling. So these two startups, because this is your question. Uh, so when I got into Hong Kong, basically just, you know, before getting there, I was like uh, getting myself hired with a startup um, in, in the design industry. So that was like a, a um, e-commerce platform uh, for, a design, for design creators. So I was, I was becoming a design curator. So I was, we were like curating designers, meaning we were engaging the, you know, identifying, spotting um, uh, new designers around the world. And we were uh, writing uh, articles, kind of, you know, uh, putting the profiles on a web platforms and then, you know, setting the object. So that was like the first, I got hired by that one at the very beginning. But then in parallel, I was, I was doing a lot of uh, entrepreneur events, like sort of weekends and uh, just my, my arrival in Hong Kong, like in the first months, I, I, with the team, you know, I won like a, one startup weekend. There was a, a startup in the logistic industry because my first diploma is into uh, logistics, you know, uh, supply chain, quality management and industrial organization. So I was like, you know, reusing what I knew there. And, and the first startup was, you know, wanting to solve an empty truck uh, problem. So you have a lot of trucks traveling, they go deliver stuff and then they come back empty. And this is, you know, this is a loss of time, a loss of energy, a loss of, you know, of money. You know, it, it's a big issue. So I was like starting this, you know, starting this startup with a, with a local team, you know, of uh, Hong Kongese and, and Chinese people. Uh, so we've done that for a few months. And then, you know, the guys left because they had other jobs. They didn't want to commit. So I've been working with that CEO at the beginning, you know, it's like uh, I was a joiner. Uh, and so I, I kept, you know, working with her, you know, with, uh, with almost a year kind of pivoting, and changing the model, so from doing something in the in the truck industry and the logistics, then we were moving the concept of the startup to um, food delivery, you know, like homemade food delivery, uh, you know, for for workers in the city, right? So that was that was the first startup, and then maybe six months after, no, ten months after, I was doing another startup weekend, and um, again I, I won the events with the team, uh, and that was about a new online travel agency. So we wanted to, uh, to build, you know, um, a platform to uh, enable people, to inspire people and help them to understand where they could go with a specific amount of money that they wanted and, uh, you know, specific dates. So it was kind of an inspirational platform to, to browse and search for destinations based on budgets. So these were like the, 
the two first startups that I was co-founding and co-creating. Uh, and then a year after that, uh, I went back in France, got into coaching training, and I started Cookie Confidence. Amazing, amazing. Um, what was the biggest takeaway from those startups? What did you really learn from those two or three startups you were in? Yeah, that's a. I think I think you know what what's, uh, the learning was to um, you know validate you know go and talk to people. So you know like um, Steve Blank or Eric Rice and the Lean Startup. Uh, say, you know, it's like we, we have this expression uh, in, in startup land, get out of the building. So basically, you know, it's like you, you have an idea, you have an assumption, then go out and speak to people so that, you know, you can understand, you know, if they're ready to, to buy that. Um, but the, the big, uh, so that was, that was basically, I was putting in practice that, but I think what, what I learned, two things that I learned most, um, even just one, people, the team, right? That's that's really uh, all the different experiences of really teaching me that, that you, you really have to make sure you, 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 know, you find the right people because otherwise uh, you stay stuck and nothing happens. That's the thing. So on the, yeah, that's the thing. People, people is key. <laughs> people is key. Communication is key. Conversation is key. Yeah. All that great yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, one of the, like, uh, the second startup I was co-creating, I, I was working with, uh, with Filipinos, uh, I mean, you know, great, great land, great culture, great people. Uh, it's just that at, at some point I was, you know, my, my, the co-founder I had was like, you know, had a, a, a development studio and he had put a developers, you know, on, on the project. I think we were not able to, to understand each other. And so basically the, the work was, was very hard. You know, people, people were like very, very kind. Everyone was like kind to each other, but basically there was like some kind of, we were lost in translation sometimes. And so we, you know, we, we always had to kind of, you know, uh, go back, clarify things or, and basically the, the product never launched because it never got finished. Mental. Yeah. Um, so what was the reason behind starting Pocket Confident? I know you mentioned it at the start, but like, why go into this sort of coaching and why go into this technology and coaching? What was the reason? Well, because so I, right, I, I was, I was, I was explaining about these two learning curves that were happening at the same time for, you know, for like a, a two year period of time. So like the, the failures in personal relationship in, in, in communicating with others, uh, and basically, uh, my you know my beginning, my first experiences, you know, learning about you know creating a startups and kind of you know going into the in the field and validating. So I, I was having these these uh, these experiences, and so I was I was leaving Asia, like going back in France because I was like you know out of money there, and I had to kind of go back into some kind of shelter uh, and get to a next milestone, you know, learn something different to 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 move on with all all the experiences that I had. And so I got into the coaching training. And I think when I got into coaching training, that was in 2014, uh, I think I was through that coaching training, I was connecting my first like 24 years of existence. I was like, everything was making sense, right? It's like my, my dad, my dad spent 30 years in, in training in action and kind of, you know, also like coaching in, a, in the organizational, uh, you know, corporate landscapes. My, my uncle is a psychotherapist, psychologist. So I kind of fell down, you know, in, in, in this kind of like human empowerment, human training, you know, skills training things. So doing, doing coaching um, for me was like a big a visceral idea, kind of a big call. And when I learned about the, um, the power of coaching, the usefulness of coaching, I, and looking at my own failures in asking myself the right question, um, you know, making sure I was responding to people in a way that was unlocking situations instead of making them worse, uh, choosing people, right? It's kind of uh, getting myself at a new level of uh, 
new expertise of managing conversations with others. Coaching really taught me that. Uh, so I, you know, when I discovered that, that power, um, I really wanted to, to make something to democratize coaching, right? So that, that was, this is the thing that, that got me, um, into coaching. I think the first, you know, big, uh, a call was like, you know, to kind of uh, either avoid or solve, solve conflicts and, and develop, develop my own competencies to be able to transform these challenges into something that can enrich and empower people. Yeah, I was looking just to reflect on then about why do I love coaching? And for me, it was the biggest thing was actually just expressing and I always say express and not suppressing about how I really felt. So being able to talk in like a positive and present focused way and also take action. Like, talk just i discover stuff but then go away and do something with it which is that's for me like why it's such i believe the best kind of support for people because they learn and then they go away and implement and then they're held accountable and with that yeah. you take small steps yeah so you know when you were asking me about you know uh, when we were speaking about uh, me at the university finding these you know those people that i wanted to be friend with because they they had this kind of capacity i think you know it's very interesting because i never now that you asked me the question with what you shared, I, I never thought about it this way. Um, I was I was finding with these friends, I was finding this this um, this value, being able to talk and and take things you know into action or to the next stage. And these two big failures that I had were people that I used to trust, and basically I, I wasn't able to talk, and I wasn't able to kind of take things into action, you know, to to evolve and to progress. So uh, I, I guess you know coaching showed me. Um, how to do that and and for me that was like you know that was really a revelation and i think that uh everyone has you know needs to have the chance to access that you know it should be like it should be a right it should be something that costs too much money because you know otherwise you cannot afford it or it shouldn't be reserved for the elites in the big companies right it's like if we want to have a happy world uh like you know rich rich conversations and exchanges and collaborations with people I think like, you know, coaching should be made available to everyone. There's, there's no, uh, no other things. I love that phrase, democratize coaching. Yeah. I love that. Well, this is what, you know, pushed me to, well, you know, create what I'm creating and, you know, being in touch with people like you. It's, uh, I guess entrepreneurs like us, you know, have, have this mission uh, because it can really make a world a better place. That's the, the strong beliefs behind. And what I love about it as well, it's not about us. I see myself as like almost, I got this idea given to me by somewhere, but I'm just a vehicle <laughs> carrying the idea. Yeah, exactly. It's not about me. It's actually yeah. about the kids, you know, and the, yeah. and the people yeah. that we work with. No, definitely. I think, yeah, what you say is very, is very interesting. Uh, I guess it's about, you know, you, you love kids, so you want to do that for them. Uh, or also because, because of those failures that I had, I think, you know, it's like I, I wanted to give my best for those people that I was, I was respecting or loving, right? So there is a sense... I don't know how to express that correctly here now, but basically there is this sense of, of love behind of something that you want to give or something that you want to, you know, that you want to achieve for yourself. Because when you achieve yourself, it's basically the biggest gift that you give to others, right? So it's a, it's a virtual cycle, right? If you succeed something, then you help others succeed. So uh, that, that's, really, that's really about that. Yeah, when you help yourself, you're actually helping other people. Because yeah. you're learning and growing, becoming a better version of yourself. So you're putting that energy out to inspire greatness in others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I do, you know, so I do understand when you say it's not, it's not about us and it's, you know, it's for others. But I, I do think, I mean, on my, on my side, that's personal opinion. I, I do think it's about, it's about me. 
as well because you know um if i look at you know my my failures in the past it's also because i was not equipped i was not either like mature enough or i wasn't reflecting in the right direction the right way so the actions and the choices or the inaction or the no choice situation that i was you know falling in were basically preventing me to grow and impact others at that moment and uh potentially the failure is not now that I'm speaking about this with you, I have another outlook of it, right? So maybe it's not about that I failed because I wasn't good. Um, maybe the, the feeling of failure is because I wasn't able to shift the perspective at that moment. And with, with better equipment, I could have shifted the situation to like show others that there are other ways to do things that could have been more beneficial for both of us. Amazing. So what's the vision with Pocket Confident? Where do you actually want to take it? Well, there is one... Uh, Right, there's, there's um, a huge vision of transforming the education system. So it's all about it's all about you know building skills and enable people to uh, you know understand how to uh, you know to be a you know um, to achieve their goals, but like you know build the skills, build competences, right? Um, so we talk about twenty first twenty first century competences that, that is mostly about critical and uh, critical thinking, creative thinking, collaboration, communication skills, emotional intelligence, um, self-management, self-regulation, you know, self-motivation, these kind of things that I, you know, part of them, I, I think I have them since a while. Um, so the big vision is to, you know, education system is broken today. There's a big, big debate and there's a big pain in the education industry. Uh, it's, it's growing that, you, you know, you see there's like a lot of changes, you know, happening and new um, a lot of people are attempting to create new ways to educate people. So there's this big debate about the fact that the education system is broken because it's like a lot of content and we're not really focused on growing the competency of an individual. And uh, when we look at, at the leadership, right? So like at the, at the workplace, which you know, comes after education usually, um, we see that companies are complaining a lot about, you know, managers and leaders uh, or mid, you know, mid leaders, mid managers uh, and front managers not having these competencies that so companies say they should have learned that at school. And basically when you go, so I'm in between both, I'm hearing the conversation from two different sides of, of leadership in the corporates with HR and then in the, in the, in the university, right. With, uh, with education leaders. And they say, yes, but you know, university, they also adapt. To what the to what the business wants, so that we equip the kids, the young people, with you know the skills. Uh, so we deliver a lot of content. You know, we, we we teach them what to do, so that they get to the company. But it's it's not it's not working. There's a huge gap. So so the big vision we put confident is that coaching is such a useful and transformative thing. It's a pedagogy in itself, right? It's a pedagogical tool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is to is to make sure that all students from the very beginning of studies. Uh, in a couple of years, we have access to coaching that all universities and education system will have a, a student-centered approach that is going to be personalized, individualized, uh, full of trust, of benevolence, and basically enabling students to you know, teach them how to ask themselves the right question uh, so that they can all, right, we, we talked about that a few minutes ago, they can find their own authenticity mm. and basically they can really make choices for themselves and because they will do that they're going to be much more powerful in their studies they're going to be taking the directions that empowers them you know and inspires them more and so basically doing that we set the future for the right skills so all the new key successes coaching and education and 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 using this kind of 
pedagogy, if I may say, or approach for learning, they're gonna get, they're gonna create the future of leadership and the future of business. More collaboration, more ethics, uh, more benevolent conversations, more respects, more creativity, right? These kind of things. So awesome, man. That, that's that helping people you know, accelerate yeah. their authenticity from a young age. Yeah, ex- exactly. And if you do that, you know, you know, when you go and speak to like, you know, when you, you go to speak to managers or people in a company and you see they, they are, you know, they have conflicts with workers, with employees, etc., with the teammates. And when you like, you dig and you dig, then you see that there's something that has been locked for years because there's something that they didn't, they didn't unlock when they were younger. And so basically they kept that with themselves you know, in the corporate side and, and they built this kind of what we call skills in the university and they believe that because they have these skills, then basically they become, you know, a strong leader. But, uh, you know, I think that there are, there are a lot of misconceptions about what's leadership and, and a lot of that has a link with the, the learning that occurs during the, the younger ages, right? So by transform, like Mandela was saying, by transforming education, you can change the world. So that, that's what we want to touch right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Transform education, transform the world. Beautifully exactly. put. Beautifully right. put. Um, Olivia, we finished the podcast with this question, which is okay. what piece of advice would you give to someone who's struggling or going through a challenge right now, going through a tough time? What advice would you give to them? I, I want to say stay, stay friend with yourself, right? Because the, the first best friend that you can have is, is yourself. If you find yourself in a very you know, struggling situation or dark situation and, you know, you're not surrounded, only yourself is going to, uh, to make the difference, right? So if you start judging yourself or et cetera, et cetera, so, you know, you're going to lose yourself. So uh, stay, you know, stay friendly with yourself so that you can keep a minimum of connection in, in the toughest times. That would be one thing, kind of, you know, build this kind of inner friendship, you know, with your different selves. Talk to yourself and and go have conversations, you know, with, with people that show you kindness or that inspire you. Use conversations from everything, right? So it can be a conversation with yourself, you know. Uh, I did have that in the past. Talk, talk with yourself and then, you know, talk it out, like talk with others. Yeah, I think talking's the biggest thing here as well, isn't it? Just having those conversations and actually expressing yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I think like I've, because I, I was, I was, um, I grew up like only child. I always had a, a sense of self-dialogue, uh, talking to myself, and then also talking with others. And so I, I was playing with that. Right? Awesome. Olivier, it's been an amazing podcast. Before we finish, if you could tell the listeners where to find out more information about Pocket Confidant or how to follow you on social media, uh, where can they go? Well, uh, you know, they can type on Google, you know, Pocket Confidant, P-O-C-K-E-T-C-O-N-F-I. D-A-N-T.com, pocketconfident.com. Uh, they're going to find the website. And then basically they go on the page, people, uh, you know, they, they find the names, they find my name. They can, they can connect with me on, on Instagram, you know, Olivier Malafonte on LinkedIn. Uh, that's where, you know, I spend most of my time these days, you know, uh, LinkedIn and, and Instagram. So, uh, yeah, that's all. Awesome. Olivier, thank you so much. I can't wait to see what the future holds for both of us, my friend. It's been just personally amazing to connect with you over the last few months and, uh, you know, collaborate more together. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for, you know, proposing to, uh, to make this podcast. That was great. 
Thanks for listening to the Breakthrough Pod. We'd love for you to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Student Breakthrough. Make sure to subscribe to catch our next episode. Live your best life and have an awesome day.